I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, no matter what time you're listening to us. Welcome to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Kennedy, and coach of the delicious raviolis for AFL Supercoach. And I'm here with two good mates, two AFL experts, two Supercoach absolute legends. If that's not enough of a rev up, boys, you better step up to it. Mickey Dale, how are we today? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Mixed Pigs Coach is Ray here representing. Welcome aboard. How are we? Wow, you, mate, Justin, how are you going to follow that? I don't know, Good afternoon, I'm Herbie. How are we? I'm, I've just got to <laughs> plug in that I'm 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 going to get Peter Bell's uh, nephew, so that's uh, that's that's a big one for me. Um, the, yeah, boy, the coach of boys, uh, you are coming through disciples. Uh, so I've, I've officially named my team. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. So let's see where this goes. Hey, fellas. The uh... The kangaroo fan himself is already taking Clarko from the Hawthorne man. And look at him. If anyone's watching this on YouTube, welcome to watching the visual medium of that biggest smile that I've ever seen on his face of taking the absolute messiah from us Hawks. But that's okay. We're in a good place. And I'm happy that he's, uh, he's getting a gig and he's going to pass on his wisdom to a team that definitely needs it. Anyways, I won't even let him respond to that. We'll move on. Um, I'd love to encourage everybody to make sure if they're following along all our social media platforms, we're on all podcast areas as well. Follow us at at Molten Fantasy Sports. Um, and you can also jump on and play against us in a league if you'd like. I think there's no better way for those out there listening along to jump on and show us your skills by jumping in our Super Coach League. I'll give you the code. It is 237 one one three. It is the Molten Fantasy Pod. I'll say it one more time. Two three seven one one three. Jump in. There's no better way to have a bit of banter. And to everybody who is responding to us, who's been following along in our episodes, who's chatting to us on Twitter and on Instagram, thank you. This is what makes it fun. We actually have just jumped on and done this as a bit of a hobby. But to see that people are getting involved and jumping on and asking us some questions. And some of us have been even changing our mind on what we should be doing with our team. So we thank you and we encourage all the banter to come our way. So 
let's jump in, boys. Uh, anyone who's been listening along, we've been going through the lines. We've done our backs. We've done our mids, and we are now on to the big boys, the big men who are going to tap it down, take those contested marks out on the wings from the kickouts, um, and some of them may even push forward and kick some goals as well. So we're going to go through our same format. We're going to talk about our primos and play the game price tag. We're going to pass it over to Mickey Dell, the stat man, who's going to give us everything he knows about the mid-price maniacs, and then we'll start to talk about some rookie or rookie price players as well for a bit of point of difference to see where we're at. Let's dive in and, and we play our game called Price Tag. That's right. Anyone who hasn't listened along, Price Tag, this is how it's going to work. We're going to start with the primo players, starting with the most expensive. I'm going to ask my fantastic co-host if they think that price is overs, unders, or spot on. We're going to start right at the top with the man himself, who's always been a bit of a fantasy pig for everybody. He is only in 3% of teams this year, and I think we all know why, and I'll let you guys discuss it more. But Maxi Gorn, the skipper of the Melbourne Demons at 622,000 with an average last year of 113. I'll start to the man to the right of my screen. Mickey Dell, overs, unders, or spot on? Yeah, I reckon he's spot on, guys. Um, For someone that was worth 700K to start last year, um, he has come back almost 100K, but... When we're looking at the introduction of Grundy, and for all of you that have played Supercoach in the past, your Grundy, Grundy, whatever you want to call it, combination has been a set and forget for years. They're on the same team now. So we're talking about consistency here. When Gorn has a bad day, they've got Grundy to fall back on. What my concern is, what's going to happen when uh, Gorn goes out of the ruck? Does he go forward? We've seen him play well forward. And on the other side of that, we'll get to Grundy. What does he do when he's not in the ruck? So um, I can see White's at 3%. With Gorn getting a bit older, um, with Grundy being there, I think the workload's going to be shared a lot. But when he does play, expect big numbers. I've got him overpriced, like the majority of people in this land. Um, I think the reason for that is that I think that Melbourne are going to find another way to play this year. And I think that they need goals. So I looked it up last year. The Ds were ranked seven in goals at 300. Uh, so 59 goals behind uh, the leaders, Geelong. So Geelong have that, like, those obviously those two big guys up forward, Cameron and Hawkins, who can plug marks, who can crash, uh, crash contests. And then they got their little rovers under them which Melbourne do have as well. So I think the person who comes out of this team will probably be Ben Brown, right? Because he's too one-dimensional. As a North fan, I know him too well. He just needs it on a platter. Whereas Max Gorn can crash packs. You can get Pickett, Fritch, et cetera, just to rove at the, at the, bottom, of his, um, at the bottom of his feet. So I see Gorn going forward majority of the time and... Yeah, I've got Grundy in my team, so that that's pretty self-explanatory. There you go. There you go. I, I mean, look, I'm, you can call me Roger Federer. You can call me Switzerland, whatever you want. I'm going to sit on the fence here a little bit with both of your answers. I like them both. I mean, I think, Mickey Dell, you're right in what you're saying in his price. It is probably spot on. I'm just way too concerned on what he's going to do this year and what that, that lineup's going to look like to go after the most expensive Ruckman. Um yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how this is going to work. Um, I'm really concerned 
for Melbourne. I, I think they've got a premiership quality side that should step back up and be in that position. So, dare I say, and everyone's giving me a bit of house for making this phrase too much, watch this space, <laughs> but uh, he's a quality footballer. And if one of them goes down, I reckon it will be the biggest quick ins in uh, the history of Supercoach. So if one goes down, everyone will be jumping on whoever's still remaining. What I do want to add, guys, is when Gorn was the number one sole ruckman, he was averaging 127, 128. He averaged 139 one year. Since Jackson came into the fold and they started to sort of use him through the ruck, the last two years he's averaged 120 and last year 113. So those numbers are coming back to the pack a little bit. Great point. All right, we move on. Jared Witts is our number two, Gold Coast sole ruckman and captain. Um, he is one of seven. So there's seven rucks that currently that are over or in double digits for owned percentage. He's sitting. He's one of them, just currently at 11%. And at 109.9 average, I'll start with you, Herbie. Is he overs, unders, or spot on? I think he's pretty spot on at the moment. Uh, I think he's due for a big year. The only concern that I would have is just at that price point, I'd probably look um, towards the next player that we're going to talk about um, just for upside. But he, Jared, which is spot on. You can't go wrong with him. Very consistent. Yeah, he had a big year last year, didn't he? He started at about 330, 340K off the top of my head, and now he's at 605. So... He's had that breakout year, um, averaged 110 throughout the year. My main concern is going forward. You know, you've got Mabir Chole in that side. You do have some really good mids in Took Miller, Matty Roll, Noah Anderson, who will come up in a later pod, who I really like. A um, bit of a high risk as to when he's out of the ruck, but he is probably one of the top two tap ruckmen in the comp. So if you are to pick him, you'd have no concern with him. He'll get you your points, but... I think there's better value elsewhere. Interesting. The only reason he's not in my side at the moment is my own bank account. Um, he just slightly tips me over the scale of, of what I'm spending. Everyone who's never played Supercoach before, you get a salary cap. Everyone's got to have a certain amount that they're allowed to spend. So he takes me over. I would actually be taking him over who is sitting in my R1 position at the moment. Let's not forget with that stat, with him starting at 380 the year before, as he played three games that year before that. So he was injured, and he is probably that you know one risk of being an injury away again. But um, for me, if anyone's got the cash, I actually rate him as as what would be my R1 based on based on what I think he's going to perform and, and being a clear number one ruck for that team as well, which is a big factor for me when I'm picking yeah. my team. Um, we move on, and, and I think this is who Justin was referring to, and so is 29% of super coaches out there. Uh, Tim English, number three from the Western Bulldogs, had a bit of a huge breakout year last year. Everybody knew he's been sitting in that R1 position for a while for the Western Bulldogs, and he sort of came to the forefront, especially at the start of the season, uh, before he went down with a bit of injury. But he's sitting at 581,000, and he averaged 105.5 last year. Mickey Dell, price tag, what do you reckon? I think he's unders. I think he's going to go extremely large this year. Uh, 25 years of age. For those of you that have played Supercoach before, he did score a 200, or he went over 200. I think it was 204 in 2021. So he has the ability to go really large. Last year, he started to add that forward craft into his game, pushing forward, being able to kick goals. I think with Rory Lobb there... um, yeah, I think he's taken the next step. I think he's going to be one of the premier uh, ruckmen of the comp. And 
I haven't got him in my team now, but I'm going to, I reckon I'll find space for him. Yep, you boys know how I feel about Tim English. Uh, I think Is it the same as going... Jason Horn Francis or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can do this Jesus. He's the, he's the, he's he who must not be named. You said his name. It's rattled me a little bit. Jesus. Herbie was an in uh, and out and in today, and now he's considering just exiting out with uh, internet problems done. at the moment. But yeah. Right. Look, I, I think Tim English, like he was, for me last year, he was that vice captain every week that was really, really consistent. And I think was the one who I felt safest that he could actually go large every week. Um, Mick, you said that he got a score of 204. He got yep. multiple scores of over, I think, 150 last year as well. Like, he just exploded. And I think the Doggies had a bit of an, bit of an off year, if they can go up a little bit as well. Um, but he's just one for me that I think is just so consistent going into his prime. He could easily get up to that, like, you know, dare I say it, 700s. Well, he's averaged uh, climbed 17 points per game last year. Alone. No, I think he's definitely shown what he can do. I think uh, everyone who's been watching along pre-season at the moment or or they're in their off-season training, he has gone down with a couple of niggles at training, though. So I think that's where some people have kind of got a little bit nervous. He's been on and off the track a little bit in this off-season. So I think a lot of people will be watching the medical report with him. They do have enough backups. They're not going to risk him. They do have the young Darcy there. They've got Rory Lobb. They've got others that can go into that position. We've talked about the plethora of choices of their forwards now with even the fact Josh Bruce might go down to the back line uh, with a few things. So, yeah, I would. Um, I definitely think he's got the potential to be the best ruck in the comp this year for super coach numbers. Uh, so he is sitting in my side. But as I said, I probably would have taken wits just with the guarantee that he is their sole ruckman and the ruck percentage that he's going to get there. But no, I think both everything that you said is correct. Fremantle. Now, we talked about Luke Jackson and his, and his antics at Melbourne, and now he has joined the, the boys in purple over here in the mighty West. Um, this guy has been – Sean Darcy, I think, has been a phenomenal rise over the years mm. and someone that gives you solid numbers. I think there's the fear for the Luke Jackson factor here with his percentage of only being at 5% with someone who averaged 102.1 last year and sitting at 562,000. Um, Herbie, what's your thoughts on his price tag? I think he's overpriced. Um, I'm just too scared with the Jackson factor. Um, I'm hearing that there's going to be a 60-40 split with Jackson. Um, so Darcy could go forward 40% of the time and we haven't seen that enough to see how all that works. Um, and yeah, just them really throwing the kitchen sink at Luke Jackson um, just has me worried. So for me, it's, it's over. It's a stay away. I think he's about right there. My main concern with Sean Darcy is that the likes of Lloyd Meek and those players got a gig last year while he was playing and his points per game dropped by 16 in 2021, he averaged 118. So if he was to be the clear-cut number one ruckman with Luke Jackson in Perth, playing on the wings on those big grounds, you know, potentially with him playing a kick behind the play, fantastic price. But as Herbie was just saying, if there's a 60-40 split, I can't see Darcy pushing up or pushing down as a forward 
um, yeah, his numbers will come in the ruck. So you will get value for money there, but his versatility is what is a concern to me. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I agree. I think I need to dive in a little bit further with him. If We've talked a lot about it in other episodes about how we'll do a point of difference team. He would be my R1 in the point of difference team if I'm looking at the numbers, only because I still think Luke Jackson is a work in progress. I, I don't. I don't see them as giving him too much responsibility. They are in now a premiership window. They are going to play their best 22 in their best positions as often as they can, which I think for their side at the moment has Luke Jackson sitting in that forward line for a fair chunk of time and going in and being that quality pinch hit that they've been waiting for. I I don't, Lob never wanted to be in the ruck. He hates it. He just wants to be a forward. He thinks he's only a forward. Now they have somebody that'll go in there, do that pinch hit role but Darcy is, yeah, I mean, I'll be surprised. If they do 60-40, I'll be surprised. I reckon he'll, Darcy is still their man 70% of the time when you have that sort of 20 in the forward line, 10 on the bench, whatever that works out to be. But, yeah, you know, watch me make a possible move. I'll, I'll speak to my guys at Frio, see what's going down there. But I think Luke Jackson, with everything they've got in their forward line at the moment, especially if Kavanaugh's injured, Luke Jackson will have to be in that forward line a lot more. Yeah. So we'll see how they Good go. Point. He's a good player. Like Sean Darcy, I don't think he gets enough credit no. for, for how good he is. Yeah. Um, we move on. Uh, Adelaide, and again, another one who's a sole ruck, uh, which, which I'm really big on when it comes to picking my team. I think I've said it a couple of times now. This guy's only at 2%. Uh, Riley O'Brien at, uh, at the Adelaide Crows um, averaged 101.8, um, 560, 500. So he's sitting... This is when you start. You start to get a big drop off from these top five prices. So this is probably a you know you drop off next by a good nearly twenty five thousand after this yeah. to the next player. So these are kind of really your true primo prices. Right there, Brian, where's he sitting for you, uh, Mickey Dell? Yeah, I think he's about right. Um, I've had him in the past, and it's a roller coaster to say the least. He had, um, I think it was last year, <laughs> he had seventeen tackles in one game as a ruckman. That's huge. You. Combine that with your, your tap work, um, his around-the-ground work. If he was to do that on a consistent basis, this man could be top two super coaches for rucks. Okay, well, super coach players, sorry. Um, as you're saying, 101 average last year. The two years previous to that, 95 and 106. Is he in a similar position to Tim English where he's starting to get to that age where he's hitting his prime? He's the definite number one ruckman. Does he make that jump by 15, 20 points? per game, as we've been saying about other players. So it's a watch this space, but uh, I think he's priced about right for now. Yeah, I'll agree with with you, Mick, there. Um, I think he's priced about right. He is the definition of a roller coaster for sure. I think that he got dropped once or twice last year. He did. Went to the Rezies and scored like 200 Supercoach points in the Rezies, 200 plus. the only thing I would say is that if you're a believer in Adelaide, then I'd buy I'd buy him for sure because he'll rise with them. If you're a believer in Adelaide, I want to hear from you because you need to convince <laughs> me on what the heck Adelaide's got to offer at the moment. So, I mean, I'm going – the only thing Adelaide's got to Rankin. offer at the moment is is is, um, is gather round, which is going to be an absolute epic weekend. Well, that looks and I'm huge, extremely- doesn't it? I'm extremely excited. I'm staying at the Adelaide Oval Hotel, which I didn't even know existed. Uh, I'm very excited to get amongst that. So, but um, yeah, he's a, he's a really. I actually had a look at his numbers just now. He really is a roller coaster. But 
I mean, it makes me throw out the question before we move on. It makes me throw the question to you guys. When you are looking at your Ruckman for your team, what do you have more confidence in? Is it somebody who's going to regularly be a good hit-out Ruckman and get those those sort of cheap points? Or is it that – are you looking for that Ruckman who goes and gets more disposals? Or I, I know and, – and try and not sit on the fence here and just tell me it's a nice balance between yeah. both. What are you guys looking at when you're picking your Ruckman without actually just giving away the name? Okay, so I'll go first with this one. I like a Ruckman that can float back and take those intercept rucks – or intercept marks, sorry. Someone that can help out your back line. You know, a team where you've got someone that can ruck in the forward half. We'll use Melbourne, for example. They've trialled Benny Brown in that position before, albeit not very well. Um, Sam Wiedemann did it when he was there, which allowed Maxi Gorn to float back behind the ball. The, te- the opposition kicked the ball out, and who's there, Maxi Gorn? There's eight points straight away for an intercept mark. So Maxi Gorn, Jared Witts, these sorts of players do it really well. So for me, it's about consistency as well. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I think the consistency is the biggest thing. Um, and I'll also add one more layer to it. I think it's just going forward and kicking goals because you see the big boys, um, obviously the big boys who are doing really, really well, um, their number one thing is to get back and help. Um, but to go forward and kick goals as well, I just think of Gorn in that prelim final, I think it was, where he kicked four goals, three or four goals against somebody I can't remember. Oh, but he just turned that game around. Um, and then you got Tim English last year who was doing it on a regular basis. Um, it's just a real impact, a huge impact from your Ruckman to be able to do that. Nah, good. good. I think it's a really good talking point. I think everybody's got to find what it is that they're looking for and, and understanding sort of what where our mindset's at with who we're picking. Guys, I want to move on. I also don't want to crash the uh, the mid-price maniac section as well. So I apologise if I mention a couple of names that might come up. But, but Mickey Dell, you're normally looking at sort of those people that are under 500,000 when you when you start talking about your Absolutely. mid-price maniac. Yep. Yeah, okay. So I just want to throw out a couple of names to you guys. And, and I think the obvious ones to talk about are your, your Brody Grundy, who's at 17% and down at 512,000. Your Rowan Marshall, who's at 41% of team selections at 506,000. One I want to put in that mix, or I'll throw Darcy Cameron in there because he's at 33% from Collingwood at, at 465. So I apologize if he's in your maniacs, but we'll, we'll talk about it because he's such a high percentage okay. picked player. But I want to throw one more in there as well. So hopefully you've remembered those three. So Grundy, Marshall, Darcy Cameron. Can someone also tell me why Braden Pruce is at 0% at 506,000 with a new coach? And when he does play, and I think he is their best ruck, he puts up some big numbers. So I'll leave it up to you on who you want to tackle there, guys. Those four names for me and, and anyone else you think I've missed that are up in that upper echelon. Uh, Deli, do you want to start, mate? I can. I've actually got a couple of notes on Mr. Pruce. Um, he's inconsistent in the way of game time. Um, he plays a few games. He plays some ripper games. He gets hurt. Comes back, plays a couple of games, gets reported, gets suspended. In the super coach world, that kills you because what we'll talk about later is when you're looking at a captain option or a captain loophole, your ruck bench is where you normally go to. So you want your two rucks playing every week. So for Bruce, I think there's too much doubt there as to whether he plays every week and whether the new coach, um, and we'll go into this in later episodes as well, they want to play a run and gun type of style. 
is Matt Flynn more suited to that game style? Love it. Yep. Well, I mean, then I guess I'll go, where, where's your thought process is that with your Grundys, your Camerons, your Marshalls? Where, where's your mind there with those last sort of primos or high percentage yeah, pick, so pick rucks? I've got Marshall in at the moment. So I'm going to throw some stats out for the last two years. So in 2021, when Paddy Ryder played, he averaged 75 points. When he didn't play, he averaged 113. What's that? 20, that's nearly 40 points more as the sole Ruckman. In 2022, he averaged 89 when Ryder was in and then 109 when he didn't play. So that's 20 points difference. When he's the sole Ruckman, he is a higher-end Uber premium in Supercoach. I can't see them. If they're, if they're going to play another ruck, it's going to be Tom Campbell, and he won't be doing much. Okay? We know the King fellow has gone. Is it Ben King at St. Kilda? He's gone down. Max King. Max, Max King. King, sorry. My apologies to Ben. You'll get a shout-out later, mate. Um, <laughs> Tom Campbell, you got there. The um, Jack Hayes, is it? He's still coming back from an ACL. Um, we've seen in years gone by with um, Rossi Lyon that he does play the one ruck structure a lot. So, yeah, Marshall for me is that uber premium. But I will touch on um, Darcy Cameron here. So Collingwood had a ripper year last year and finished the year strong, as we know. Uh, He averaged 84 points in that team. And in the last five games of the year, he only averaged 75 points. So you've got that on top of he's already missing pre-season training with hamstring issues. For me, he's a do-not-touch. I think you'd be disappointed there. I think I think you have to. I think your Rowan Marshall comment is exactly why he's at forty-one percent pick selection. I think it's a no-brainer. I think everyone's cotton on to the fact that when Paddy Ryder didn't play, this guy's a legitimate goat when it comes to scoring in Super Coach. Um, and at five hundred six thousand, that's that's a no-risk, no-brainer. I think, and that's why everybody's jumping on it. And I, I wouldn't care if he jumped to 100% of teams picked. I, he's playing in my round one if he's fit and good to go mm-hmm. because you'll get the cash and then you can work it out from there. Um, for me, though, with Cameron, I think you really need to go and look at those lineups in those last few rounds with how he scored. They did that really random, which made no sense to me. Cox all of a sudden became the number one ruck yeah. and Cameron went and played in the forward line, which made no sense to me. Because when Cameron went into that, and I think it was in the prelim against Sydney, they did the same thing. And tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm sitting there going, get the guy in the ruck. Do you know what I mean? And I think when they got him in there, they actually had a bit of their, their resurgence and a bit of a comeback and then pushed it all the way to the end. He is the guy that has to go in the ruck. And I think there's rumours that Cox doesn't make that side this year. Um, so, again, I, I watch out for that because I think your stats are absolutely spot on but just see where he lines up for that team, um, especially with that midfield around him. But, um, yeah, no, really good stats, really good points. We'll, we'll go to Herbie for his final thoughts, and then and then we'll throw to you, Mickey Dell, for the Maniacs. Uh, I haven't got Rowan Marshall in my team at the moment, but listening to that, I might change my mind. Uh, I Yeah, I think that Paddy Ryder was out most of last year as well. Um, so... He wasn't putting up that big of numbers last year. Um, so for me, it's just, you know, it's just to watch this space with him, see how he goes, see how he starts. I'd probably be 
really, really stupid and uh, pick him up after the first round after he scores 150. Um, but I could be like last year and be really, really stupid like I was last year and not pick up Dunkley for like half the season. So um, you never know with Clarko's disciples. You never know. I've got I've got so many heads on how I want to respond to that. Yeah. <laughs> one, we're doing a pod. One, we're doing a podcast together. So I've got a response. <laughs> two, you're two, you're a mate, and three, we're in a league against each other at the same time. Yeah. So I'm happy for you to burn that first trade. I mean, we've heard that yeah. there's now a lot more trades this year, so it won't be as much of a hurt. But mate, to everyone listening out there, and, and this might we don't have Ryan Marshall in round one. Do not come and cry to me in episode round two when we start talking about what's going on. That, that's I'm, I'm that confident. He's my probably my most confident player. So Paddy Ryder played 12 games last year at an average of 64. So he played half the year. I've got one yeah, more okay. player before we move on to the mid-price maniacs, Robbie. Why, can you have a look at the percentage on Toby Nankervis from Richmond, please? Ooh. I'm doing it, but just so we don't have a weird cool. silence, keep speaking. Career, career, <laughs> career average of 96. He's perhaps got the best midfield in the competition as a tap ruckman. He played 22 games last year. Is he food for thought? He does score big. He's at 1%. He's at 1%. That's a very He's good at 1%. there. What's his price? What's, well, what's what's your thoughts? What's what's the hesitation? Is it because Soldo might get more minutes this year? Is it what, what's your thoughts for the the hesitation on people? Because he's one that I shy away from. I think in every competition that I play, even when it's like fantasy draft with mates and all those kind of things. But then when the bloke gets him, and mate, everyone listening along, we love our NBA as well. We do our NBA drafts. He's like the guy that you get in like a twentieth round, and then when someone picks him, you go. That's not a bad pick. You've got him in like round 20 as your first ruck and he actually just puts up solid numbers. But yeah. just on the field, he doesn't do that much. It's really weird. It's, he, yeah. Like, I like him because I've had him the last couple of years as well. And he just gets in those spots and he tackles. His follow-up work from stoppage is really good. Um, I don't think you can go wrong. You won't lose much money out of him, but you won't make much money. So if you're looking for consistency, he's a nice pod. I think... I think when you look at the price, he's 20K more than Grundy and Marshall. And I think that there's just more upside with those two. Um, for me personally, I think Grundy's going to explode. Yeah. But I can see your Marshall point, boys. Did, <laughs> did you want to talk about uh, Grundy as well, Herbie? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah look, Herbie, I think just, that he is up a- about it. So, yeah, what, what, why do you think Grundy's going to explode? Look, I think he's a premium ruck, and I think that he can get back to his best. Um, there's a reason why Melbourne's done what they've done to recruit him, mm. take on that money, the contract as well. I think it's just because of like what I said before, the forward line is just not clicking with the Ds. Um, and then you've got a couple of players. Like I said, Ben Brown's really one-dimensional. I think that Max Gorn is going to just go not permanently forward, but you maybe see a 70-30 split where Max Gorn is, you know, 70% of the time in the forward line. And then, yeah, look at the midfields that he's got. Like the midfielders that he's got. He's got Oliver, Batraka. Has he ever worked with a midfield group like that before? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I don't think he has. You know, it's really interesting. Do you know it's really interesting? And I love when sort of real life meets fantasy. So what I mean by that is, Brody Grundy, guess who they play in round one? Western Bulldogs. So when you're now deciding between Tim English at 581,000, or if you hear a fantastic news article leading into round one that exactly what Herbie just said, Grundy sort of takes that 70-30 split, you might try and go save yourself, what, $70,000, which is a good amount for Supercoach, and they go up against each other in round one. There's nothing worse as a super coach picker when you're picking between two players and they actually go against each other in round one. Well, and one sort Robbie, of I won't have that problem, up. mate. You got, you got, got them both, both, do you? Yeah. Uh, oh, well, then we'll give, you, we'll, we'll, give you a call. we'll give you a call during the St Kilda game. <laughs> I reckon they'll go for 400, 400 plus. Uh, I love for it. Both of them that no, game. I love it. Really good. Really good facts, guys. Really great facts. Appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners have got a lot to think about, which is great. To throw a few ball curveballs in the mix, we'll um, we'll push over to Mickey Dell and we'll give a shout out to uh, to a few of our um, our sponsors and supporters. All right, guys, you sick of uh, playing my career by yourself, or tired of heading into the wreck by yourself and matching up with randoms you don't know? Head on over and give the guys at ANZ ANZPL Two K a message in relation to the Australasian Two Thousand and Twenty Three Two K League, which has just begun its second season. Get a group of five mates together, enter yourselves into the competition to be in with a chance of winning the grand prize, which this season is over $6,000. Players from the league, such as Mr. G Wiz, or better known as Matty G in the 2K community, played his first Pro-Am series tonight after listening to our pod earlier in the week and went six for seven from three and won his series. So a shout out to the Sanctuary boys. Well done. Australia is now getting the recognition it deserves online, with players also being drafted into the 2K League. Register your interest today by sending the guys a message at, at ANZPL2K and they'll help you out from there. Beautiful. Like we said at the start, I can't give enough of a shout out to sponsors, supporters. I mean, we're totally doing this for the love, for the laughs and some good times. You know, our unofficial official sponsor, Bolter. Thank you. We're looking forward to getting a few of those uh, Legionnaire hats sent our way. They look phenomenal. They look good. Absolutely. But no, honestly, the love that we're getting from social media and all those types of things, Mm -hmm. it's fantastic. So we encourage everyone to get along. But thank you to everyone at the... uh, ANZ PL uh, 2K Leagues. It's unbelievable. We really do appreciate it. So we now move into what I'm what I love. I mean, we call you the stat man and, and you find the point of difference players for us. We talk about our mid-priced maniacs. 
I actually, as much as I don't want to take credit away from what we're doing here or the love for what we're doing here and early on, I can't wait for this segment when the season's on. Like, I actually think this is where we're going to get the party poppers out. Wait, we're working with our producers to get some uh, musical bites that we can play for this. Absolutely. I can't wait for it. So, Mickey Dell, I want to be able to celebrate some mid-price maniacs here, mate. Tell us who you got and why. Okay. So, first off the cap is Tommy Hickey, 465 from Sydney. I'm Ooh. mentioning his name tonight because I don't want anyone to pick him. Okay. <laughs> We were talking about um, Riley O'Brien being a roller coaster for Adelaide. He has more upside. Tommy Hickey has the ability to hit his 110s, 120s, but is more than likely to get you your 60s or 70s the next week after. If you're looking for consistency, and especially at that price, stay away. I do want to bring one up with you, Robbie, before we go on. Lloyd Meek. Mm. 431k. Mm. He averaged 87 last year in six games with Sean Darcy. With consistent playing time, he could average well over 100. You're a Hawthorne man. Yep. Let me know. I'm really intrigued to see what Hawks do with their lineup. Mm. Uh, we talked about it when the Defenders episode with where's James Sicily actually going to play. Um, and that's about what are they going to do with their forward structure, especially now with with Mitch Lewis out for a little while with the ACL strain. Um, I don't think they'll go as simple as just bringing in Jekka, who I don't think really no. performed quite well when he stepped up to that level. But Lloyd Meek played extremely well for Frio when he played, but he played even better when he went back to the waffle. I mean, they had Sean Darcy, they had Rory Lobb. It didn't fit. He went back and nearly, you know, won the medal here for as a ruck in our waffle competition, which is a, a very strong competition with a lot of AFL players that come out of it. Um, the problem I have is Ned Reeves is the man at the moment. And the way he improved from the year before to, to last year, I think he's continually showing his upside. So I don't know what Lloyd – and I don't know what Ned or Lloyd offer as a true two-ruck, mm-hmm. forward-ruck. Combination. I don't know where that sits in Mitchell's head. So, again, like we made jokes, we don't want anyone to get injured at all in the AFL. But if someone like a Ned Reeves went down, I think Lloyd Meek could grab it by the scruff of his neck and actually show what he could do. So, yeah, it's a really great shout and somebody that should be on, on people's radar. So, for That's you, really... Robbie, just before we move on to Justin, you've been a Hawthorne man. Who's the number one ruck? Is it Meek no, I think... or is it Reeves? <sighs> again. I talk as someone that I'm like in the inner sanctum there. I would be shocked if they're not going with Ned Reeves. Okay. I think they I think they've got Lloyd Meek as a quality backup, which will push Ned to hold his position. Uh, with the, the they had no second ruck for a long time, so with McAvoy going and things like that now, I think he genuinely pushes him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would be shocked if they're not starting with Ned Reeves from the improvement that we saw from him last year. I, I would be shocked, but. As you said, there could be a role for both of them. I don't know. I don't know. Justin? Um, it's really interesting what you just said there, Rob, because I wasn't aware of that, to be honest. Um, I thought Lloyd Meek was going to be taking the number one ruck for sure at the, Haw- at, at the Hawks. Um. At this moment, yeah, he's just a watch this space. I don't know enough about him 
and I just want to see him play, um, get the opportunity as the number one ruck. I think, like what you said before, Mick, and I saw a stat that the f- when Darcy was injured the first seven rounds last year, he was in the team and he did really, really well and scored well as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I think they've brought him over for a reason. He should be the number one ruck. Um, it'll be interesting to see with that young, you know, Hawks brigade. Um, if he gets the time, then obviously he's a he's a let's let's uh let's watch and see. All right, I've got another one for you, Scott Lysett. Can you check out his percentage, please, Rob? While I throw out some stats. Yeah, he's right there underneath Lloyd Meek. So yeah. Lloyd Meek's at 5% and Scott Lysett's at 3%. Mm-hmm. I was nearly going to – do you know what I was nearly going to say? And I don't want to steal your segment here. I was nearly going to say I'd have more confidence in the guy below. But then again, I still want to see what Port Adelaide do with Finlayson. But yeah. hit, me, hit, me with, hit me with the stats, mate. So, no. And we've got to watch Sam Hayes this year too. Apparently, he's primed to come in. So mm. his past four years uh, was 101. 97, 94, and then an injury interrupted 86. At 429k, if, he know, if you know that he's going to be the first ruck and you pray that he stays of good health, a very good option at 429k, he would be their first choice ruckman all going well. Yeah, I rate, mate, I rate him highly. Mm. I, I really, I think if... If you get the confidence that they're going with the combination that they have before, which is Lysett's number one ruck, Finlayson goes and plays in the forward line and just plays that forward ruck role, which I think makes more sense for them. They've got to work out what they're doing with Georgiades and all that type of things That's as well. True. With their with, and Dick, they've got Dixon, they've got Georgiades. They've got they've got a lot that just didn't quite work last mm. year for the list that they have. Um, but yeah, for that price, he's, he's he's if you know he's going to be number one ruck, he, he's not a bad doubt. I think as we go through this podcast, and I'll, I'll throw it to Justin or whoever, but I think as we go through this podcast, the big thing everyone needs to remember is, are you going to put your R3 as someone for value or are you going to use your R3 as your loophole? And I got everyone, there was a lock R3 last year, which made perfect sense for everybody mm-hmm. to go with and make cash. But I still got burnt by not having a loophole player in my team. And this year, I'm making sure that I've got that loophole player so that you can do the VC captain loophole, which which we'll talk further as we get closer to round one. So for me, picking your R1 and your R2, you have to be confident that they're going to be the number one man at their at their club. For sure. I've got one more in our mid-price maniacs. Sammy Draper, 398K, Essendon. He is... He's someone who, yeah... Yeah, go, Justin. No, I've just been really wanting to hear from you about Sammy Draper because I yeah. picked him last year and he burned me. Uh, and I don't know, I think everybody kind of thinks that Essendon's going to be good for the 15th year in a row. Um, they might be good. They probably won't. So I'm, I'm interested with, with your thoughts, Mick. I'll get a good look next week. So they're coming to Bendigo for a two-day training um, seminar, I guess, that they're doing with some of the school kids and running a few sessions up here at the QEO. Um, he is out and out our number one ruck. We've got Nick Bryant there. Um, we've got Peter Wright, who is predominantly forward. G- uh, the Gold Coast played Peter Wright a little bit in the ruck. He's no doubt our number one key forward at the moment, alongside 
uh, Harrison Jones and um, the package, Mr. Stringer. He's still not super coach relevant, though. He's still learning the game. Um, for the viewers listening in or watching us on YouTube, um, that game against Gold Coast last year where he blitzed it, that's his ceiling. The running, kicking the ball off the ground to opponents, he's got that soccer background, the fend-offs. It's exciting to watch, but it's more likely that he's going to score your 70 or 80 than what it is he's going to get you 120, 125 a week. So at 398, he's a stay away from now for now. But as an Essendon supporter, I'd love to see him do well. I love him as a player. I love the energy. Um, if I'm a supporter, and I think the commentators rave about him and, and what he gives, mm-hmm. he's, he, I think he, I think he uh, extracts every bit of talent that he has, and that's not to sound disrespectful. I think he gets out of himself everything that he's got, and he, and he looks like he's a great time out on the field. I just don't think he gives enough from a stats point of view. No, I, I just think he's. I just think he's that guy that you love to love, um, but he's not. I don't think he's ever going to be that super coach type no, caliber. No. Okay, so now we move on to our rookies or our bargain players that we're going to look at in our ruck department. First of all, I would like to bring up a player by the name, perhaps one of the best names in the AFL, Bryn Tickle, 198K. Played his first game last year, from memory, it was against Richmond. Scored 70 points before dislocating his shoulder. I believe it was in the third quarter. He played one more game for the year where he was a bit standoffish, but has put size on in the preseason. And if he gets himself right, he he was very exciting to watch. And at 198K, you could definitely go uh, wrong in other ways. Um, Have either of you boys heard of Bryn Tickle? (laughs) Mate, this is why I love that you're on this podcast. (laughs) And I've I've had a lot of love for you over over our short time getting to know each other. Because... I remember the name because it obviously popped up and he played. So people talk about whenever people get there, sort of get a run on the park and things like that. But I don't think I've even, I think I've just scrolled past him this whole time. <laughs> but I mean, let, mate, I'm I'm pumped. Let's. What do we talk about when we wanted to talk about actually getting some like different players and things like that? Where mate, tickle tickle's going right here. Now, yeah, mate. I'm a, I'm going to watch tickle and see what he gets up to this year, and I hope he becomes an absolute superstar. He, he, he could be our favourite for the year. We'll celebrate could his, be. Uh, his success and achievements. So if by chance you're listening in, Bryn Tickle, we're all about you here at the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Mate, I'm, I want a signed photo of Bryn Tickle right here, and I mean that with all due respect. Like, yeah, I'm on it and I'm going to go do some research. And I even love the fact that you know he's put on size. That's, yes. That's great. Yeah. Justin, have you that's... heard of Mr. Tickle before? Well, I haven't heard of Mr. Tickle, unfortunately. Uh, I just Googled him then. I, I did hear about him last year. He maybe debuted, like you were saying. Um, but, yeah, well, not on my radar. N- not on my radar at all. But I yeah. think we can get a sponsorship I think that's that should be in order, a tickle sponsorship. Absolutely. 
Now, I feel like someone's going to jump online. Do you know 100%? I'm, I'm really big on this. Anytime I do commentary, I, I do some commentary for the Premier Tennis League competition over here mm-hmm. and, and things like that. Is it definitely Tickle or could it be Tickle? <laughs> it could be Tickle, but we're going with Tickle. <laughs> I'm a phone call from this guy. I can't wait. We're going to oh, do we, our first phone we, into this we podcast. I'd love for him to dial in if we get a phone number associated with our podcast and we'll go from there. I'm sorry to all our listeners, by the way. We digress a lot. We've just spent a lot of time on this guy, but hopefully, hopefully everyone's just driving along or in some peak hour traffic right now, and uh, and just literally enjoying a little bit of banter with our with our hopefully expertise comments at the but same time. For the for the people playing at home, and for the people that are looking at the point of difference with your rut, and don't want to spend the extra two hundred k to get a Sammy Draper or a Scott Lysett, if this guy plays and stays healthy. I, I'm not pulling your leg. He will be worth it. He looked really good in his first appearance last year. He's just got to stay healthy. But I'll tell you, where he's not is he at in the depth chain? Well, he played last year. So Scott Lysett went down. He played. Uh, if they're looking at a Jeremy Finlayson and him combination or whether they go the Sam Hayes, I'm not sure what's going on with Sam Hayes at the moment. It's um, We'll have to see what happens in pre-season games and how the, the teams line up. Cool. All right, so moving on, lads. Asaba Redigalia from Geelong. He was a cash cow in 2020 where he was, he was bargain price. Geelong refused to trade him last season. And it's my belief that he could be one of the rucks there at Geelong this year. Stanley's getting older. Um, I don't think they're going to play Blissabs in the ruck on a permanent basis. I think he's too valuable around the ground and as a stopper. And at 174K, that's got cash cow written all over it. So Asava could be anything. He could be in their back line. He could be their ruckman. He could be a forward. He could be a forward ruck. They could have held on to him just for the fact that he's a fantastic backup for everything that I've said just above. Um, for me... You've got to think about Hawkins being out for the first five to six weeks, which for me says mm-hmm. dollar signs. Mm-hmm. It says dollar signs, especially at that price. The one name that you didn't mention, and somebody might be able to tell me if I'm wrong, sorry, I should have done better research, is Jonathan Segler still on their list? Because don't forget that he's somebody that might come into that ruck position if they don't go with a Stanley or a Blickvass at full time. So yeah. is he, he is. still there? I think he's retired, isn't he? I think he has retired. Did he drop off, did he? Okay, I apologise for that. Yeah, no, well, if that's the case, then I'm comfortable with I've got him. I've actually, no. I know we're going to reveal team. Yeah, I stand to be corrected. He is at 374K. Yeah, so just be aware that he's somebody that might come into the mould with what they're trying to trying to put together as well. So there's a few options, but I still see dollar signs, and he's, he's actually sitting on my bench in my forward line at the moment so that I have that possibility of maybe chucking him into the ruck, especially in those first five weeks if somebody goes down for a week. Yep. Herbie, you got him? Yeah, he's, he's in my team. Um, Rob pointed that out a f- about a week or so ago to me, that Hawkins is going to be uh, missing the first part of the season. Um, they obviously rate him really high because they didn't let him go. Um, I think that it's like what you said, he can play at any part of the ground, so he's really, really good depth. Um, but, yeah, I, I see him going forward, kicking goals and maybe um, giving a bit of time in the ruck as well. So 
just at that price point, I think you just have to pick him. Um, yeah, even if he gives you 50s or 60s, just make a bit of money off him. Um, and then, yeah, you could potentially upgrade one of your forwards um, or your rucks. Yeah. I think I think people and listeners at home have to be aware with Supercoach, the big difference, if you're making a transition from fantasy to Supercoach and you haven't done it before, when you play fantasy, if, if someone comes in as a rookie or a debut or plays their first game of the season, their price doesn't change until after their second game. So you can be aware uh, – sorry, after their first game. So, yeah, so you've, you've got time to bring them in. You can see what that break even is. Yeah. So be aware with this. When you've got someone like a Radagalia who gets you the cash – Maybe there's a chance there that you could have watched a couple of guys come in and play their first game of the season, and there's a nice chance to upgrade them watching that break even for that mm-hmm. next game. Um, you've always got that really rough guarantee of what that money's going to be. So I've really got him in there. I, he falls in that Ben King type category for me. If he plays, he's making cash. Yeah. Well, I've got two more. I don't want to hear Justin's comments on this first one. Liam Reddy for Frio. He's a rookie. 102k. It's a mature age recruit out of the Frankston Dolphins. So just down on your front door, mate. They've got comparisons online to Goldstein with the way he goes about it. And he can go forward. He kicked some goals in the VFL last year. At 102k and Fremantle playing a lot of Sunday games later in the year, he could be a potential loophole or could play. Justin, have you got any local knowledge on Mr. Reddy down there? I do not, unfortunately. I'm just reading up on him now. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't have enough information about him to, to comment. Have you heard much in the Perth news, Robbie? No. Oh, I, I mean, I've heard the name being mentioned a few times. There's been quite a few little write-ups. There's that potential factor um, for sure. So I was talking to a mate, I refer to the same mate who works at Frio, but very involved with the sort of players. He rates him. Highly, mm. uh, it's just really he's not there for a game at the moment, just with the list that they have. But again, he he did say if somebody was to go down, he's showing a lot of potential um, with the club. So they, they sort of said it's a ready-made body, ready-made age. He's in a good place to sort of jump in and play. So That's if right. somebody was to go down, I'd be I'd be jumping on it. Uh, I don't think he's your player to get right now. We do know that Frio play a lot of Sunday games, so he wouldn't be a bad loophole player to have in your team. Um, although I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to move to the next guys, yep. one of the highest percentage pick players in the competition for a goal that's probably not going to get on the park because he has that dual position, makes his loophole that little bit better. You're yeah, right. And uh, I'll throw it to you for him so you can explain to the viewers who are listening in or watching <laughs> Uh, how the loophole works, but it is Nicholas Madden, 122K. You can pick this player as a ruck and as a forward. Um, yeah, so Nicholas, Nicholas Madden, he's going to be he's going to be probably the highest owned player in the competition, and I, I hope he's got you know a good head on his shoulders that just understands why he's that and doesn't take offence to being considered the greatest loophole player of all time for this season of Supercoach. But what... What people have looked at for no one, and I, I just referred to a little bit there, if you can have your loophole player be someone who, one, is a dual position, two, you're very comfortable that he's 
he's not going to get picked unless there's injuries and things like that. And three, plays on a Sunday afternoon. That gives you all the time in the world to – you can pick a VC who's playing on Thursday, Friday, or even Saturday to change to somebody to be your to be your captain later on. You've got all that time in the world to make that change. Um, I've done a little bit of a look around, and everybody's obviously found that same information, mm-hmm. which is GWS first five of the six games they play Sunday afternoon. So that makes this guy right now an absolute lock as that loophole if that's the type of game style you want to go with. Some people are very big on just going, I'm going for value from round one and make as much cash as I can. Yeah. I, I'm going to play the loophole player this year. I will be as well. And that's all we've got for the uh, rookie uh, prices or our bargains. I'll throw it back to you, Robbie. Beautiful. So much information. There's plenty of things for everybody to still to go through. To finish up, what we're just going to reveal is our R1 and our R2. I'm pretty sure, Herbie, have you gone R3 as Madden? I've gone Radical here. Oh, so Radical here. So that's your point of difference. Radical is your R3. So let's go yep. and reveal our R1 and R2. Maybe just give it a quick blurb on, on why uh, and how confident you are that they will be your R1 and R2 come round one, obviously barring any injuries. Where Herbie, you can kick us off, mate. You've told us that Radical is your R3. Who's your R1 and your R2? I've got Tim English and Brody, Gund- Brody Grundy. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've talked in this pod quite a lot about Grundy and Melbourne um, and how I think that they're going to line up. So I think Grundy is going to be a big beneficiary of that. Um, great midfielders at his feet. Uh, I, I can see him going up quite a lot. Uh, and then obviously English going into his prime, I think he's going to be picked by the majority of players um, yeah, huge year for, for Tim English. Could easily be the number one Ruckman this year. Yeah, for me, um, what I will say, uh, I think we got mixed up before. Price changes happen after the third game, for those of you listening in. So you, you get two looks at players, and then if you really want to bring them in, you can bring them in before that third game, and that's where your price increase happens. Uh, my Rucks, uh, Tim English, I have made this change since starting the pod. He's too good to look past for me. And Rowan Marshall with Nick Madden on the bench. Confidence that they'll be there in round one, barring injuries. You feel pretty confident about that too, lineup? I think so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for me, sitting in my team, and I said it earlier, so I've got Tim English and Rowan Marshall sitting there at the moment. If the Rowan Marshall for me is an absolute lock, and I said barring injuries, he'll be sitting there for me come round one. Uh, if I do find a way to get a little bit more cash, uh, Jared Witts really does appeal to me, especially with his, his just his job security and how much time he spends in the ruck on that team. Uh, the other one for me will be having a look at as many reports as possible coming out of out of Melbourne to see what they will do with that Gorn and Grundy type combination. And, and Grundy could be a, a late in, but it does go and defy against everything that I like, which is, is knowing that that person's going to be that true number one ruck and spend time there. So... Yeah, that's my lineup, and and Tim English will be the one that still watch watch this space for what actually comes round one. Gentlemen, fantastic as always. Love seeing your faces. Love chatting along with you and hearing your voices. Shout out to all our our sponsors, our supporters, um, everybody out there who's listening along. I encourage you to jump on our social pages 
at Molten Sport, uh, Fantasy Sport on Instagram. All our links are in the bio there. You can watch us and listen to us on any podcast and YouTube and all those facilities that are there. And um, that's our signing off for uh, episode three. We've got one more to go when it comes to lineups. We've got the big forwards left. I say the goal kickers, but a lot of the time we still find those guys who are just getting those disposals. So on behalf of myself, Mickey Dell, Justin Herbie, thanks, everybody, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you, guys. Thanks, gents. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 